Hello, I'm Seth M. Siegel. Welcome to the Let There Be Water podcast, a conversation featuring ideas and solutions to some of the world's most pressing water issues. Our guest today is Philip Winter, CEO of Nebia, a company that has developed a new way of taking a shower. The process envelops the user in a mist of millions of water molecules that uses far less water, 70% less. Although the shower head is a pricey $299, the company points out that the water savings are so significant that it soon pays for itself while also creating a great experience. Philip, welcome to the Let There Be Water podcast. Thank you, Seth. It's great to be here. So um, how did this all come about? I mean, um, did you just have a bad shower one day and you thought to yourself, I have something better to do with my time? I, I know you've worked in other parts of the water world. So tell us a little bit about how you came to do this. All good ideas come in the shower, right? No, um, ours did not come that way. You know, we have we have sort of an, an interesting um, backstory of how it was started in Mexico City, Mexico, about five years ago, 2010. I have two co-founders. Uh, one of my co-founders used to run a large chain of gyms sports health clubs, where they had about 20,000 people taking showers every day. And water was one of their biggest concerns. Mexico City is a city of 20 million people at 8,000 feet. They have to pump in all the water. Uh, and so that's how we started. And I had previously worked on a composting toilet that doesn't use any water for the base of the pyramid. And so he told me about Nebia and we started working on it and, and eventually, you know, crafted a vision to make it a company about a premium experience and try and influence people's thinking around water by making it a better experience rather than just a low flow solution. And so about a little bit over a year ago, we moved the company to San Francisco and, and started working on it from here. And what is the experience? Tell us about the Nebia shower. Sure. We are essentially leveraging technology that's been around for decades, which is atomization. These types of nozzles have been found in internal combustion engines, agricultural applications, a whole number of different sort of industrial uses, literally for decades. They've always been used for different reasons and never in the house, never on a human body, because when you increase the surface area to volume ratio, you have a few challenges around retaining heat. So what we do is create millions of tiny droplets relative to a regular shower. And this creates a surface area of water that's about 10 times greater than that of a regular shower. And so what you get is this very immersive, enveloping experience, whereas in a traditional shower, you have a stream of water that's two to three inches in diameter. Ours is a foot to a foot and a half in diameter. So your whole body is drenched rather than you having to reposition yourself. What's remarkable is that we do this by using 70% less water. Right? So a regular shower uses two and a half gallons per minute, whereas with Nebula, you use 0.75 gallons per minute. And so the, the difference is pretty dramatic. And is the experience of how long you have to let the shower run to heat up and all that is, that, is that different in any way from a regular shower? Or how do you keep those tiny droplets of water warm? Uh, it's a good question. It, it takes a little bit longer, obviously, because you have to get the hot water through, although it's not linear. We've, we've figured it out by using an array of different nozzles, uh, different configuration and droplet sizes, and basically a lot of iteration, a lot of testing. Um, what we're doing is transferring heat to the environment a lot more effectively. It, it'll take a little bit longer for the water to warm up but not anything that's terribly noticeable. And so getting back to the shower experience, explain us to us a little bit about the washing off of the soap or the shampoo. I totally understand how being enveloped by a mist could be a fabulous aesthetic experience. But sure. how, how does it work after you've soaped up your body or shampooed your hair? How, how do you get it out with just some mists? Don't you need something with stronger force to help you cleanse yourself of the soap and shampoo? You know, that's what, you know, everybody thinks the first time they try it. So obviously, one of my 
original questions when I tried it as well. It does a remarkable job of rinsing you off in pretty much the same amount of time. It just feels different. Whereas with a regular shower, you have this sort of heavy pound uh, and the water just sort of cascades off. Here it gathers for a couple of seconds and then it just sort of you know rinses off. What we don't realize is that it's not really volume of water which makes a shower effective. It's the amount of contact that you have with water. So surface area is actually a lot more important. Regular showers, while they have a lot more force, they are massive wasters of water. Oftentimes, you know, the streams of water are just flat out missing your body, right, and just going straight to the ground. By redistributing it and putting it into the environment, we can be a lot more efficient with it. Now, I'm famous for my very, very short showers. Uh, I, must have, <laughs> I must have lived on a submarine in a prior life. But I know that most people take showers of significantly longer, maybe multiple times the length of my showers. H how long is the average shower? Yeah, the average shower in the U.S. is 8.2 minutes. So do the math for me. If it's 8.2 minutes and it's two and a half gallons per minute, how much is the ga per gallon shower differential that we're talking about here? That would be about a little over 20 gallons per minute. Ours uses six and a half gallons per minute to seven. So in you mean per shower? Per shower. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what we're facing then is a, a differential that's equivalent to a whole day of of other activity. So how many showers are there in the United States? There are a little shy of 300 million showers installed in the U.S. So it's almost your, equivalent to one per person. So in your sort of your fantasy world of how much water this can save, this has the capacity to really change America's water profile. It does. I mean, we, we would have to have mass adoption, right? All you know, hundreds of millions of people using it. Um, I think where we've really tried to approach it from is we want to change people's consciousness about water in an area that people care about a lot, which is their showers and where they're generally least willing to give up water. Anytime somebody hears about a low flow shower head, they generally have a negative association. And that's where we're really trying to change people think about it. They say, hey, look, you can have better experiences and be a more conscious consumer of water. The, the two things are not opposed to each other. And what was the tipping point? When was the point that you knew it was working? Oh, man, there were several of them, several times where we thought we weren't going to be able to figure it out. We did a few tests at high-end gyms, which have been sort of the best partner for us because you naturally have a lot of people going through the showers that can give you feedback. And shortly after we moved to San Francisco from Mexico, we tested it for the first time with you know 100 people over the course of two or three days. And to see the reaction of people stepping out of what was at that point a pretty early, to be perfectly frank, a pretty ugly prototype, but it conveyed the experience and to see the smile on their face when they learned that, hey, I love that shower experience. And then we would tell them after the fact that they had saved, um, in that case, they were saving even more water. We were using like half a gallon a minute. So they were saving like 80, 85% of water. Um, was pretty phenomenal. That's when we knew like, hey, there are enough people who are really crazy about this experience that we have something here that we can, you know, we can try and mass produce and, and sell to the rest of the country. Now, now, how many shower heads do you need to sell a year to make the company be profitable? We need to sell, I mean, that is, that could be dependent on many things, how quickly we want to grow uh, and how much we want to invest sort of in growth initiatives. But we would need to sell about five times what we've sold already to be profitable. Mm -hmm. And have you been approached by some of the big shower hardware companies about them distributing your product? We have been approached. Far, we haven't taken the conversations very far. We're pretty keen on, on developing the first product, you know, getting it to market, getting some feedback, and, and taking it from there. After that, I think we'd be more interested in exploring potential partnerships, distribution, deals, things like that. And how are you handling distribution? So we've launched it on Kickstarter uh, in August. 
and we sold uh, about 10,000 units, pre-sold them, a little over $3 million worth, and we will start to ship in the summer of 2016. And about 35% or so of the pre-orders have been overseas, so we'll ship domestically and overseas. And then for the for the next year or so after that, we will we will sell directly through our website and work with hotels and, and gym chains. Terrific. It seems to me that it's also joining in a family of other innovative products, such as water-free urinals and other household and commercial devices that save on water. Does Nebbia have other dreams of other products I'd like to develop? Absolutely. The goal is to nail the shower and make it a great experience that a lot of people can use. But absolutely, the decision to start with a shower versus other products was intentional. The focus is really where do we use water the most as an experience in the home and sort of grow it from there. And why is the company called Nebbia? Where does the name come from? The name means fog or mist in Italian. And so when we were thinking about names, we, it occurred to one of my co-founder's wives. And in Italian, it's with two Bs. And in hindsight now, it's obvious to have chosen one B because it's simpler. But the way we landed on one, on one B is because uh, the domain was far cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it was still expensive, but it was far cheaper. Sounds like a great reason. Let's talk about you a little bit. I know you worked at Toilets for People, uh, which was founded by Jason Cass, somebody who we've spoken to in the past. How did you get into your career life of deciding to work in the water world? You know, it wasn't intentional. It's funny. I graduated from college and I've now worked on a toilet and now a shower head. My friends think I graduated and became a plumber. It was just sort of happenstance. My real interest was doing development work in developing countries, so international development stuff. And that's how I ended up in Mexico. I worked at a nonprofit called Endeavor, which helps entrepreneurs scale their companies as a way to promote economic development. And I had worked on the composting toilet beforehand, and so sort of had an interest in, in those sorts of projects. And it was really, I met my co-founder, Carlos, and he had been working on this for a number of years with his dad. And we really thought there was an opportunity to, to put some energy behind it and grow it out. It was really just sort of serendipity and seeing the opportunities as they came. It wasn't a, a concerted effort. I've, I've just been very fortunate in that sense. And Philip, short, short of waiting until next year when the product is out, <laughs> how do our listeners give us a trial? How do they experience it? They can, they can email us, and we are always more than welcome to host them at our office in San Francisco. You can email me directly at philip at nebia.com. We're always looking for beta testers. And at some point early next year, we'll, we'll do some smaller scale pilots with gyms and hotels. But I think the best way is to come by our office in San Francisco. As odd as, as that might sound, we have two or three people come every day to take showers. <laughs> so well, I'll, be, I'll be there in a few weeks. Uh, I'll be speaking at a water conference up at Stanford University. So maybe I'll swing by and, uh, and take my morning shower with you guys. We, we would love to have you. We could, do, we could do an interview in the bathroom. You got to be careful <laughs> with that. You got to tell me if I have to bring my own towel and all that, but we'll, we'll figure it out. No, we have stacks of clean towels. Terrific. Well, this has been a really delightful thing. I wish you great luck with the company. It sounds like you're onto something great. Philip, anything else you want to say before we say goodbye? Let there be water. Thank you. Let there be water. Our guest is Philip Winter, co-founder and CEO at Nebbia. Good luck to you and see you next time. This edition of the Let There Be Water podcast was directed by Jamie Black and edited by Morel Frankel, with production assistance by Alexander Lindroth and creative input from Krasimir Galibov. Thank you for listening.